This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. I'm Greg Elliott, and this is Sport Today, a weekday sports news podcast designed to keep you on the ball. And I'm not Gemma Ryan. I'm Claire Kimball. Gemma's a bit <laughs> tied up this morning. It's Tuesday, the 20th of April. In your Sport Today, we look at the potential new Europe Super League and longtime champs Leon are out of the Women's Champions League. Plus, Aussie tennis player Astra Sharma wins her first WTA title and some big suspensions on the line in the NRL. All right, Claire, let's dive in. If you've looked at any sports news in the last day, you would have heard something about the Europe Super League. As we mentioned yesterday, Claire, some of the biggest European soccer clubs are looking to form a breakaway league with this Super League essentially aspiring to replace the extremely popular Champions League. So, Claire, what's all the fuss about? Okay, so if you're one of England's big six, as they call it, like Manchester United, who are supporting the new league, you may feel that you should get a greater share of the money in the decision-making because you're one of the big draw cards, right? But the way the current Champions League is structured, you have to do well in your domestic league first to qualify. So if you don't make it through, you lose out on your share of the broadcast rights and that generates billions of dollars. What this Super League will do is guarantee the big clubs on board get more of the money, but on the flip side, they'll likely kill the chances of smaller clubs getting that sort of performance-based payments that they would get from getting through to the big league. The games will be midweek, so clubs can still play in their domestic comps. There'll be 15 permanent slots, about five slots up for grabs each year. But how those five clubs can qualify is yet to be confirmed. Right. So considering the big clubs have more fans and will be guaranteed to see the big clubs face each other, why are some large supporter groups against the idea, Claire? Well, they're saying that it denies too many of the smaller clubs a chance to play on the big stage and to earn money that could really help their clubs stay financially viable. Also against it are some heads of countries, the governing bodies of the domestic competitions, the global governing body FIFA, who have said that any players participating won't be eligible to play for their country in a World Cup. UEFA President Alexander Sheffron says that the clubs are getting greedy and narcissistic. Even Prince Williams had a go over the tweets. <laughs> right, it certainly seems to be ruffling some feathers. There's been talk of a breakaway for a few years now, and it's hard to know at this stage how likely the Super League is to proceed. So there is some commentary that it could be a negotiating tactic for clubs to have more money and decision-making power in the current Champions League. And over in the UEFA Women's Champions League, well, it isn't over yet, but we do know now that the winners won't be Olympique Lyonnais, a.k.a. Lyon, a.k.a. where Matilda's defender Ellie Carpenter plays. Leon have held the title for the past five years. Claire, that's 1,788 days, if anyone was counting in that <laughs> manner. But they were knocked out of the comp on the weekend by Paris Saint-Germain. 
And Greg, Leon's 2-1 loss included an own goal from none other than their own captain. That's got to be extra painful for Wendy (laughs) Renard after a pretty dominant season that she's had for Leon up until this point. With Carpenter's team knocked out, the only Aussie left in the tournament is Matilda's captain, Sam Kerr. She's in fine form with her team, Chelsea. She is in fine form. And speaking of early departures, Claire, it's been announced overnight that Tottenham Hotspurs in the English Premier League have sacked their coach Jose Mourinho after only a season and a half in charge. This year, the club's been knocked out of the Europa League. They've basically got no chance at next year's Champions League. So the club weren't happy with his performance as coach, nor his presence in the public eye either. Not a great season, particularly given he was brought in to save that club. Aussie tennis player Astra Sharma has won her first WTA Tour title, beating 27th-ranked Ons Jabeur at the Charleston 250 yesterday over in the US. Claire, it's the first big singles win for Sharma, and it's bumped her up to being Australia's third-highest female-ranked player after Ash Barty and Isla Tomilanovic. Only a few rounds in to both the NRL and the AFL, and we've got a few big players out for a few weeks already, Claire. We'll start with the NRL and the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, who, after six rounds, are still yet to get a win. Now they'll be missing one of their key forwards, Jack Hetherington. Yeah, the Bulldogs were hoping that Hetherington would be a gun signing for them this year, particularly after he was showing some really good signs with the New Zealand Warriors last season. But six games into his new club, he could face a six-week suspension for a high hit on North Queensland's Valentine Holmes on Sunday. It'll be five weeks with an early guilty plea. Side note, he's already missed 10 games through suspension in his 29-game career. And also <laughs> looking at suspension is South Sydney fullback Latrell Mitchell. He's the favourite for the Dally M this year, the award that's given for the best player in the comp. He could face up to four weeks with a high hit as well, hitting West Tigers star David Nofoaluma. Got to keep those elbows down. We'll know how those suspensions land after the judiciary this evening. Meanwhile, in the AFL, Swans fans just can't seem to be able to watch Buddy Franklin because he's struggling to get on the park. He'll be out for roughly four weeks, but not from any of his previous soft tissue injuries. It's from some bone bruising in his lower leg from a clash in Saturday's game against GWS. That sounds like that hurt. Catch This is our daily look at the stuff people are talking about from an epic sporting moment, an obscure sport update, or an event to pop in your calendar. Claire, we mentioned in yesterday's episode that Max Verstappen won the Italy Grand Prix in the Formula One. But since then, all the motorsport fans on the internet want to talk about is the big 295k power crash between Williams driver George Russell and Mercedes driver Valtteri Bottas. At first, both of them claimed it was the other driver's fault, Though Russell has come out overnight and apologised, the link is in the episode notes if you'd like to judge for yourself. But that's the case in every crash, isn't it, Claire? It's always the other driver's fault. Yeah, but Greg, I've heard you've had a crash when there were no other cars involved. (laughs) Yeah, that was the car's fault. Yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) And as well, for any AFLW fans out there, there's still more to keep up with, even though the grand final has passed. That happened on Saturday. The AFLW awards are on tonight. They'll cover things like the best and fairest, the All-Australian squad, aka the team of the year, and the best mark and goal of the season. All good stuff. Coverage starts at 7pm on Fox Footy. 
That's all from us here at Sport Today. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll catch you tomorrow.